Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. I'm so glad to have you along today. This is Thursday morning, April 29th. So much to pray about today, so much to talk about today. Before I really get into the message as we're, well, let me, let me first start by greeting everyone who's here today, everyone who's joined along. If you're new, welcome. I hope you subscribe and hit the uh, notify button and um, leave a comment and tell us, your, tell us who you are, where you're from. I always like to know who's with us. And if you're here day by day, God bless you. We know that the Word of God, as we're in it day by day, it changes our lives, transforms us, and I trust you're being transformed by the power of God's Word. Uh, I do want to give a special time when we do pray later. I have friends in India. I've been to India 10 times, and um, this COVID virus has, is hitting there again with a, a vengeance. Many of them are locked down. Many of them are shut down. The, the, it really is a humanitarian disaster going on there. And we need to pray for them, pray for the church. I've heard of friends, uh, pastors who have died in this. Uh, I've he heard of pastors who they're locked down. They don't have a means of income because their churches aren't meeting. We need to pray for them and, uh, and pray for our country. Last night in the State of the Union and Tim Scott giving the re response, my goodness, if you've not heard that, you should go listen to his response, his, his rebuttal last night. Um. I must say the Joe Biden speech was kind of a big socialist, you know, government's going to do this, going to do that, going to do this, going to do that, and we can go get the money and go in debt and tax here and spend $6 trillion. <sighs> it's pretty radical stuff, my friends, pretty radical. We, I believe in limited government. The more limited government, the greater the freedom. The bigger the government, the less the freedom. And if we want freedom, we don't want big government. That does a, a government that can do everything for you can take everything from you, and they're proposing so much. And Tim Scott, senator from South Carolina, his response focused on the Lord, how he's gone from real poverty to a senator, and he he was pretty clear why last night. His end, why did he always able to do that? Two reasons. He said America's a land of opportunity, and secondly, he had a praying mother and he became a Christian. That's right, right there. He said, I had a mother who prayed for me, and I became a Christian, and that's when everything changed. And so God bless him, and uh, that's a message of hope, not a message of anger that's been spreading through our land, uh, not a message of bitterness, but a message of hope. And so God bless him. That was an awesome speech. I encourage you to find it right here on YouTube. All that said, we're in the commands of Christ. We're in Matthew chapter 16, and, and in verse, uh, we, we want to pick it up, Jesus we're looking at the commands of Christ, Jesus had just told his disciples that he's going to be going to Jerusalem where he will suffer and die. And Peter says in verse 23, 22, Peter looked at him and he said, God forbid it, Lord, this shall never happen to you. But Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. Get behind me, Satan. Whoa, what a comment that is. Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. For you are not setting your mind on God's interest, but man's. This is the first thing we want to see this morning. Jesus, as we know in the Garden of Gethsemane, is praying, Father, not my will, but thine be done. And Jesus was, you know, in a human sense, no, he didn't want to go to the cross and bear the judgment and wrath of God. And yet, 
he was setting his mind on the interest of God. And he was going to do the will of God and follow God no matter where it led. Even in his case, it was going to lead to the cross. You ever stop and think, what are the interests of God? I mean, this is something that as a Christian, we ought to ask ourselves. We, we often say, what's God's will for my life? And I think the better question than what is God's will for my life is simply say, what's God's will? That's where we start. What's God interested in? What's God want to accomplish? What does God want to do? What are the interests of God? And if we start there and then we ask ourselves, how do I fit into that? So often people say, well, I know who I am and how I want to live my life and I want to do this and I want to do that. And so God, uh, I'll let you fit into what I've already got going. But we got to turn that around and say, God, what are you doing and how do you want me to fit into your plan, into your purpose, into your interest? And so Jesus, after, after he just rebuked Peter, here's the command for today. Verse 24, Matthew 16, verse 24. And Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. That's the command. Those of us who, Jesus set the example of following the Father's will, setting his mind, his interest, his intention, his accomplishment would be to do the will of the Father. The end of his life in John 17, 3, he said, I glorified thee on earth, having accomplished that which you've given me to do. John 17, 3 or 4, one of those, I forget. Jesus calls us to be people who advance the interests of God, who advance the, what God wants to do. Well, what are those interests? I don't think you can read the Bible without realizing, you certainly can't look at the life of Jesus, who all culminates in Jesus, without realizing God's interested in people. The whole focus of the life of Christ ultimately led to the cross. And on the cross, the purpose of the cross was to reconcile people to himself, to give us a way of salvation, to redeem people, human beings, redeem humanity, humankind. And so somehow, as we talk about the interests of God, we've certainly got to have this in mind, that God wants to save sinners. Luke 19.10, Jesus said, I came to seek and save that which was lost. And of course, what was lost, he was talking about Zacchaeus, the tax collector, at the very context of that verse. And so as we think of the interests of God, we've got to think of, and, and this is something we pray for regularly here, revival, spreading salvation, that the gospel would go forth in, in our country and throughout the world. But there's more than that. Jesus was preaching the kingdom of God. And the cross and redemption and reconciliation and the forgiveness of our sins is the, is the way we enter the kingdom of God. To be born again by the Spirit of God is the way we enter the kingdom of God. But the kingdom of God, what's that mean? Well, it means where the king rules. The kingdom is where the king is. And one day the kingdom will fill the whole earth. It's not here in its fullness yet, but it is here. And you and I who follow the king, you and I who embrace the kingship of Jesus Christ, we're in the kingdom. And Jesus, the kingdom of God, to me implies that all of my life is lived God's way in my personal life, my personal decisions, my family life, my relationships, 
my understanding of uh, my, my education, my, my entertainment, my government, my business dealings, my, how I make my money, how I spend my money, all of these things come under the kingship, kingship of Jesus Christ. Why, this is what we must do. And so he's saying, you must, take up, you must take up your cross. My brothers and sisters, you and I have got to do this. We can't be setting our heart and our mind on our interest. When we are Christians, we must be setting them on the interest of God. We must be followers of Jesus. We must live in all of our life embracing Jesus, the king of the kingdom. I'm in the kingdom. I'm his subject. I follow him. Why would we do this? Is it hard? Well, Jesus, for Jesus, was going to be going to the cross. With the disciples, it was going to mean going to the cross. With you and I, it might at times mean, undoubtedly, will mean suffering. But what are the rewards? Because the cost of discipleship, I got to deny my, my, my I, I no longer live for me. I'm now living for, the, for God. I'm now living for Jesus. I'm now living for the kingdom of God. I'm advancing the kingdom of God. I'm living under the rule of God. I have left the rebellion, shall we say, and I've entered into the kingdom. Sometimes if you're living in the world and you're living amongst uh, uh, worldly people, the world may, you may suffer for that. You may be persecuted for that. You may be rejected for that. You may not get ahead in certain ways because of that. What is the reward? Jesus goes on, verse 25. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Number one, you'll find life. Dear brothers and sisters, the followers of Jesus Christ are the ones who find life. Those who aren't following him, they have an emptiness, a shell. A, a, they, they've got fake, fake living. We've got true life. We have eternal life. We have life that will never end. Number two, verse 26. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world but forfeits his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? What would you give? For, what, how, how much would it cost for someone to buy your soul? What could they give you? Big stock portfolio, fancy car, nice house, prestige, honor, power, pleasure, what, what would you take in exchange for your soul? I hope, hopefully nothing. Your soul is the greatest, most valuable thing you've got. And as we choose to deny ourselves, take up our cross and follow Jesus in the kingdom of God, that's when we find our soul. That's when we find the things that are uh, the true riches, the riches of God. That's where we find them. Thirdly, verse 27 for the Son of Man is going to come in the glory of his Father and his angels and will then repay every man according to his deeds. Brothers and sisters, there is a day coming when Christ is going to return. I don't know. It could be, it could be right away. It could be real soon. It could be today. It could be this year. It could be soon. But we do know it's going to happen. We don't know when, but we do know it will happen. When, and when it comes, he will repay good and for bad. Those of us who have sought the interest of God, who have taken up our cross, denied ourselves, taken our cross, followed Jesus, embraced his interest and lived for his kingdom, advancing his gospel, bringing our lives and others, bringing just the way we live 
under the authority and rule of God, we will be rewarded. And the rewards of God, he never takes them back and they last forever and they don't wear out. And those who lived otherwise, they'll be rewarded negatively. They'll have consequences of the choices they made. This is real, my friends. Christ is coming back. His judgment is real. It is coming. Live today in light of it. Today, let's be people who do, do not. We're not living for us. We're living for, for God. That's where life is found. That's where life is found. That's where joy is found. That's where meaning and significance is found. That's where fulfillment and satisfaction is found. And today, we can live that way. Let's do it. Father in heaven, today we come to you in prayer, and we say that it is our deep desire to follow Jesus fully, to deny ourselves, to take up our cross, and be followers of Jesus. We acknowledge, Jesus, you are the king of the kingdom. You have made a way for every person to enter. When you died on the cross, you paid for our sins. You, you offered the cleansing, the salvation. You've made a way for us to enter your kingdom, for people to enter your kingdom. How we pray your gospel would spread quickly. This wonderful good news. Lord, so many people, they've, they're gaining the world, but they're forfeiting their soul. And Father, we want to thank you that all over this world, people are, their soul is being saved. Their life is being found through Jesus Christ. This is true life. This is true salvation. We acknowledge, Lord, we live in a world where the devil is offering so much fake life, fake hope, fake salvation, fake, 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 fake. What you offer is living hope. What you offer is real. Jesus, you conquered death, the ultimate enemy. We give you praise. We thank you. We thank you that your kingdom is growing and expanding. We thank you for the power of your kingdom. We thank you, Jesus, that today, because we're in the kingdom, you've called us to live a superior life. You've called us to rise above, to live better, to, to, to love where others hate, to forgive where others are bitter, to prevail where others fall down and, and to, to have freedom where others are the slaves of sin to have eternal significance when others can only live for momentary passing pleasures. We thank you. Our life, the life you've called us to, the life you've given us, it really is a step above. It really is superior. It is living, and we bless you. Might it spread. Might it spread. Might you give us courage today and boldness for sharing your gospel, advancing your gospel, living in accordance with the kingship of Jesus Christ. Father, today also our hearts go out in compassion and prayer for our brothers and sisters who are suffering in India, Southeast Asia. So many of them are, as this COVID has come back with a vengeance and uh, the country is becoming overwhelmed. We pray, Lord, particularly, we pray for uh, many, many, many people, Lord. Our, our first prayer is their salvation. Our first prayer is they would not look to their, their gods, but they would look to the true God. Our first prayer is that the Christians could, you would watch over and protect them, and in, they would know how in the midst of this lockdown and shutdown and, and the crisis, they would know how to 
uh, make a difference for eternity in the lives of others. We pray for them, give them strength, grace, wisdom. Provide their needs, we pray. We pray also, Lord, for our country. Oh, Lord, last night, uh, I just grieving to, to think of how so many people, Lord, are just offering the, the government it's, will become the Almighty and do everything. And Father, we don't want to look to an all-powerful government. We want to look to an all-powerful God. We pray, Father, that in our nation that there would be a revival, a, a resurgence of, of dependence upon you, not upon on, he who trusts in mankind is a fool. He who trusts in the Lord is wise. And I pray, Father, we would have a renewed uh, vision and commitment. I do want to thank you for Tim Scott and how the, the truth he spoke and the honor and glory he gave to you as being the answer for our country. And I pray, Lord, I know he's just being vilified today. And we are in a battle of ideas, a cultural war. I pray, Father, give him strength and grace to endure, endure the slander, the hatred, the meanness that's being said about him this day because he spoke up to give glory to you. And I pray for him today. Bless him, strengthen him. Might his tribe increase and prevail. So we bless you today. We thank you for hearing our prayers. Thank you for being our God. We walk with you today. Fill us with the joy of the Lord. Fill us with life indeed as we follow you with all of our heart. We pray and bless you now. In Jesus' name we ask these things. Amen. Amen and amen. Hey folks, thanks for joining along with me. These are important times of prayer and the Word. God's Word's powerful. I hope, I'm glad you're joining us, and I hope others do as well. Make sure you tell your friends, uh, copy and paste the link, uh, post on your social media, uh, pass the Word. Don't grow tired of telling them, all right? Don't grow tired of telling them. Tell them what you're learning. Uh, don't just tell them to watch. Tell them how it's, this time is blessing you. So thanks for being along with us, and we'll see you tomorrow morning, 8.30 a.m., right here, okay? God bless you. Bye-bye.